0: Hi guys, welcome to the episode. My guest today is a fitness guru and the founder of Power for All Nutrition, Ryan Schwartz.
1: It's time to high five and fizzbomb a A jujitsu podcast for the everyday grappler. Let's talk subs. Let's talk positions. Let's talk dominating the mats. Welcome to the Let's Talk Jiu Jitsu podcast with Raymond Terrence. Raymond Terrence.
0: Power for All is a Montreal based company that sells nothing but the best when it comes to supplements and products. Delicious protein bars with 21 grams of protein using honey as sweetener and top quality whey protein. They have an amazing protein shake powder that has 27 grams of protein per scoop, one gram of carbs and just one gram of fat. Maybe you're looking for creatine monohydrate which I personally take daily, they've got you covered. Made in a Canadian laboratory and Health Canada inspected, you are getting the highest quality products all based here in Montreal, Canada at an amazing and affordable price guess what it's all delivered to your front door go visit them at powerforall.com today do it. thanks for coming right pleasure buddy yeah. to see <laughs> so what's new so you used to do jiu-jitsu with us yeah. right or you're taking a a break we call
1: this uh, in the jewish religion
0: a long sabbatical a long sabbatical um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah so it's been a busy couple of years uh businesses have changed um i started a nutrition coaching company personal training and a protein bar now which has turned into a supplement and protein powder company which is growing as well so it's been it's been interesting it's been cool it's been like a learning on the job type of thing and yeah. uh it's taken up all my time so i haven't been able to come back no, for okay. one class and i couldn't get back again it was time, rough so it was
0: yeah when you have cool. so many things going on in your life again you have to prioritize things and eventually things might get a little easier yeah. and then you have a little bit more time but exactly so what were you doing for work uh, before you got into the whole um You know health space and were you already in there or had an interest or
1: um i was in a family business for a long time it sold and i went they went into a different direction basically so i was in my late 30s in a position to start over so i had got a part time i was a full-time job um but i was always passionate about health um i'm i was actually in men's health magazine last year Mm -hmm. Uh, my story goes back to the early 2000s as an obese kid uh, Nearly 300 pounds, just super depressed, not talking about my emotions. No. I mean, there was not it was a different time, you know, now like, right. can, it's sort of opening up the conversation a little bit. But I was this like depressed, late teen, early 20 year old kid that was just trying to fit in, uh, had this nickname Beef. And instead of like, you know, going and doing what I know I should have done at the time was like getting myself healthy. I sort of took the name on and became this like larger than life character that everybody had put me uh, into so I gained from like sixteen to twenty, like over a hundred pounds. I went from like one fifty to almost three hundred, you know, doing all the same stupid like teen and kid stuff too, drinking, smoking, drugs and just it was it yeah. was a tailspin. Um and one night I was actually in a university fraternity, which again shouldn't have joined, but mm-hmm. I was just following the crowd. This is not my thing. I'm much more of like an introvert and a quiet guy and uh We had finished up some activity, we were like in a garage, it was very smoky and hazy and I went outside and I was walking just to get some air and the next thing I realized it was like maybe a minute or two, it felt like a minute or two later, but I was on my back, out cold, looking up at the sea, like at stars at the time and I just saw black. And I was like, okay. Either I'm dead or this is a signal or a sign from somewhere else that you need to make a really big change right now. So I got up. I just decided at that moment, like everything stops now. So I grabbed my bag. I grabbed my car keys. I got in my car. I didn't say goodbye to anybody. And I just left. Mm -hmm. And the next day, again, 2002 here, there's no information So I called my buddy who was in pre-med at the time. And I was like, dude, I need to lose a lot of weight and I need to start now. What do I do? And he was like, just eat 1500 calories a day, every single day, move your body and be patient. Mm -hmm. So that's easy enough. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, on paper, it's easy enough. (laughs) Put it into practice. It's not easy enough. But the way that I do things is it's an all or nothing. Mm -hmm. So it was went to Bureau on Grow, got a 360 page notebook. And everything I ate went into the notebook. Every workout I did went into the notebook. And this was like this building of this, I call it like a building of a savage, but it was so brutal because I still had this thought in the back of my mind that I was like athletic. Hmm. So it's like, and similar to the Goggins story, I don't know if anybody has heard it. I was like, okay, I'm going to start running. I'm going to start lifting. So the lifting I was able to do because you could take like humongous breaks in between the sets. Yeah. But I had got my shoes on. I was living at my parents' house. I ran. I was trying to run, like, I don't even know, like 20 minutes. I got to the first stop sign and I just fell over. I was like, holy shit. No cardio. <laughs> no cardio. Like, this is, like, so I got up and like, literally, like, in the same situation, walked back home, cried, and I was like, I can't do this. Mm. And then something just kept telling me, you got to go again. So my goal then became every single time that I would do it, I would try to get another block. So I went one stop sign. The next day I was able to get two. And eventually this turned into the ability when the weight had come off. I went down from about 285 to 150. Shockingly, didn't weigh myself once the entire 18 months that this took. Okay. Now I'm running 5K, 10K, no problem. And I just decided one day to go and do this 21 kilometer half marathon with really no training more than like in 10K. Right. And this is 2006 now and I'm like terrified i wake up in the morning i have my mp3 player so i'm really dating myself (laughs) and it is a torrential downpour and this was that like that character builder for me because i looked outside i was like i'll just do one in two weeks and again Mm. that voice comes in again and goes no now this is this is where what you need this is what is going to build you i remember i went and i ran this 21k i think in an hour and 50 minutes which is reasonable time Mm. It was just torture. It was freezing cold. It was pouring rain the whole time. My MP3 player threw it into the forest halfway. The head- headphones shorted out. And it was like this near two-hour mission alone going like, you're either doing this or you're not. Yeah. And this was like the baptism by fire for me. And that's where everything sort of changed. So if, I mean, I can get into the other stuff afterwards, but if mm. anybody knows how I am, I'm very intense. Um, I I'm very hard on myself. And if people tell me that I can't do something, I will find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. In the same way that a couple of years back, actually when I was still training in Jiu-Jitsu, we were running the the mountain in in the West Island and they were like, Do you think you can run it a hundred times? And I was like, I guess. And like we were going and we were dead after 20. Right. So again, I show up typically non-intelligent. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. It's already 35 degrees with like a bottle of water and a crappy quest bar. and the guys are looking at me, they're like, What do you you don't have any fuel, you don't have any water? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll be okay. So thankfully Jesse shows up with like huge Gatorades and a bunch of granola bars. I didn't even realize, so I turn my watch on. Four and a half hours later, and twenty-six kilometers up and down this mountain, mm-hmm. I'm done and I'm dead. And again, we get to the ninety-seventh descent mm-hmm. and my legs are gone. They give out. So I'm on the floor. Uh, one of the girls who used to train Dom at Jiu Jitsu, she's a, i think she was a physio or a massage and she's massaging my leg and she's like, they're pretty badly seized up. I don't think you can continue. Mm. So I just got up and I would, they were like, we're going to run behind you in case. I'm like, stay away from me. If I have to crawl up the hill yeah, yeah, for yeah, the right. last three, I don't <laughs> want anyone touching me. And again, something snapped. I started running and then I ended up sprinting like three or four extras afterwards just to prove a point to myself that mm. like. The brain tells you pain, but like you can push past a of it. these things as long as you're willing to. And this translates to for me to everything. It translates to jujitsu. Uh, it translates to business. It translates to. Because it could like, it could be
0: good and bad at the same time, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I went through, I I did the same. Well, I did something real dumb <laughs> before COVID. Um, I decided I wanted to sign up to a half marathon. Um, no cardio. Uh, I don't run. It was very similar where I would do like two laps around a track or even one and I'd just, I'm just i done. I'm dead. I was like, I, I could do a half marathon. In my head, I'm like, I could do a half marathon. That's easy. So I signed up for the Poinclair half marathon. Yeah. And I filled, um, you know those like water backpacks? Camelback. Yeah, those. I filled it with Gatorade thinking that as I run... I'll be hydrated because I'll have a backpack full of Gatorade. Not thinking that I'm carrying, like, an extra 20 pounds of Gatorade on my back, (laughs) right? Uh, Crappy running shoes. But I was like, I'll be fine. There was, like, 500 people, I want to say, that were running in the half marathon. I came fifth from last. I did it in, like, over three hours. It took me. And um, to the point where there was a crowd at the finish line. They were waiting for the next, like event to come back and finish right. when i was just finishing the first one and they were all confused like all the people were standing there i'm just like a solo guy just yeah. like trying to like make it to the to the finish line yeah. and then for the next like three weeks afterwards i couldn't walk i couldn't do jiu-jitsu i couldn't do anything it was probably a really dumb move i could say i did it but it was just to show you that like i i have a similar mentality that if i want to do something i go all in like 110 yeah. all the time and like I was saying, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I've learned with age to kind of take a moment before I commit myself that far, right. and be like, "Am I what I? I know my head's telling me I want to do this, but like, is it the smartest thing to do right now? I'm
1: not, I'm not 25 anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I've managed to figure out now, and I mean, I sort of this character comes out, and I know when my brain is going to that place, and I know if I'm going to be able to pull it back, and I know if I'm not. Mm. so the last time other than the mountain that had happened actually was when we were at the jiu-jitsu competition this is coming off of that injury that i had that again was supposed to take me it was a similar situation it was supposed to take me a year to heal and i was competing three months later mm. is that i got to the competition the guy I was you, you were there the guy mm-hmm. i was fighting against knew i was still injured and i remember walking up for the, to the mats first of all back then we weren't drilling takedowns. We were always starting at the beginning yeah. of the class on our knees. So yeah. I have no takedown capabilities whatsoever. And I just hear the his, his coach go, uh, yes he's he's injured. He's right. injured. And something snapped. So I'm in the takedown position. Like I'm grabbing his collar in his sleeve and I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. So right. I'm like, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to be as patient as I can. And I'm going to get in this guy's head. Cause I know he's a white belt, but he's got stripes on his belt. He's very fancy. Mm-hmm. But if I can break his mentality, I can make him lose. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I, I, like, <laughs> I had like a little bit of a top half guard game there, and right. like, I was very, I'm very strong. Mm-hmm. He was even bigger than me, so I just waited. and He was pulling and pulling and pulling, and I'm like, I'm gonna frustrate him. And he goes, he's here. His coach keep going. He's injured. He's injured. So I just go pull guard and press on it pull guard and press on it. it's right here so the injury is right here my groin my groin is still partially torn press on it and i'm looking at this guy he's looking at me like i'm crazy and i knew the second that he pulled guard i had him Mm -hmm. because i was just going to do i I knew he wasn't going to sweep me like i'm very strong against another white belt on top i can't hold my position so i'm waiting and waiting and i'm just literally like doing the regular like guard pass picking him up trying to push the knee down tiring him out because i know he's going to be hanging on And eventually, I just look in his eyes. I go, you going to push on it ever? Or you want to just sit here and keep talking? Your coach keeps saying, I'm injured. Push on it. So he opens up his leg to push on it. And I knew right there I have him. So I broke him. And I could see his eyes went. And then I got into half guard. And I just drove that shoulder into his chin, trying to pass the half guard. Hmm. And it was over from there. Like I fought him a second time, and he was just there. It was like fighting a limp noodle. He knew it was like. So it's it's getting myself into that mindset and that headspace where I go like, okay, I'm going away right now. Mm. I even my wife and my kids were there because my kid was competing earlier, and my wife's like, it was three hours later. She's like, should I stay? I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea. She's like, why? We want to watch you. And I didn't even have the ability to verbalize to her that like, I'm going into this place and I know it's coming. I don't want you guys to see this. Mm. So she took my kids home. I mean, in hindsight, it would have been cool for my kids to see me like to watch, yeah. watch and win a tournament, but. I got into this headspace and I was like, okay, like, I know this is going to get ugly. It's, I might start cursing at him. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And like, mm-hmm. I can remember, like, I had picked him up at one point and I was going to slam him on his head and you and Fred are just like in the back with your hands. You're like, put him down like a pillow. Calm, yeah, yeah, gentle, yeah. gentle, gentle, gentle. You're yelling at him. Because that's like, what
0: happens with white belts, right? Yeah. White belts will pick people up and they won't realize it and they'll fall down to their knees and then they'll consider it a slam and exactly. then you're DQ'd and that's it, right? Yeah. We spend a lot of time yelling at white belts and being yeah. like, gentle. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I was like I was like okay
1: sir please I'll put you back down delicately yeah, we'll just yeah, pick yeah. you up again. So I did a set of 15 deadlifts with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I passed this card. But uh, So then you were yeah.
0: working your full-time job and then at what point when you were working your full-time job did you decide like I need out of this like I need to do something else?
1: 5 minutes in? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean look, it's it, I it was a very uncomfortable position for me because I went from working in a comfortable job, making mm-hmm. a good living and all of a sudden I had to get a job. So I had to go and either start looking or go like, look, I know I have friends with businesses and I know I have skills and abilities that can help to build a business because I built a family business. Mm -hmm. Not from scratch, but we did help grow it quite a bit. But it was just such a humbling thing for me to go up to a friend of mine and be like, look, I need to speak to you. Like, you know, I'm starting over. Is there anything that you can do for me? I'll do whatever you want. I'll set the floor. I don't care. And he was just so kind. He was like, how much money do you need? And I told him and he's like, we can give you more, like a little bit more than that. He's like, get you on your feet. And I, it was very transparent through the whole thing. I was like, look, when I'm able to, I want to transition to three days a week. And then back at the end, I was doing two days a week. But my goal really was to be able to put away enough money doing personal training in the mornings and in the evenings to be able to transition into doing the protein stuff and the personal training full time, which... I waited too long, but that's me. I mean, I have a family. I've got kids. You you
0: need a security. I needed some
1: security. So I stayed there for two years and a few months. I probably should have left after a year and a half, but I learned a lot while I was there too about some things about how to grow a business, some things about what I would change about a business. But Hmm. I also learned about myself being able to put the emotions aside and go into a job that the guys there were great. Like the staff there was great. But what you see a lot of the times when you go into these businesses is like you walk in and you ask someone how they're going and they're like, it's Monday. And I'm like, and I'm an energy guy. So I'm like, even though I'm not enjoying myself there all the time, like I'm happy. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm upbeat. Like I'm walking around. I'm like high fiving the customers, like trying to keep the energy up. And then like, as the week gets closer to the end they're like oh you know it's friday it's like it's like so you come in to do what you're doing for the majority of your life and you're so miserable but yeah. at the end of the so it's like i'm sitting here going like what am i doing
0: most people hate what they do right, right? I, I i again i don't know what the stats are but i, I assume that well again uh, that's what i've been doing for many years right going in and yeah, doing right. restructuring and companies and whatnot and you see it it's it's just very repetitive from one place to another you know the large percentage of people are yeah. really just they're just waiting for something else to come up so they can right. just get up and leave. You could tell that they're not passionate about what they're doing. And then you have the other people that are actually enjoy their work. It's not their, it's not their passion, right. but you got to find a way to earn a living. And they get stimulated by things outside of work. You yeah. know what I mean? So they'll have hobbies and they'll have activities and they'll have friends. So they might not need that from Monday to Friday, right. from nine to five. They just want to go to a place where they could be somewhat happy go through the day socialize with people make some money have a few challenges along the way but you could tell that's not what their true passion is but that's okay if you've got other things going on outside of work right so
1: i I find actually that a lot of people don't so what i'm seeing a lot of now is is a lot of people and a lot of people are working in jobs that they don't love but they're earning really really well Mm -hmm. but you can see when they get home afterwards it's start drinking sit on the couch and watch Netflix, right. sit on your phone and, and ignore your family, which again, I mean, everybody's guilty of that sometimes because yeah. you, you can get lost, uh, myself included, in, in doing these things. But I think as men, which is why I really miss jiu-jitsu, is there was that camaraderie part of it, which for me was more... the jujitsu the jujitsu was great but it was like you get to go it's like a boys club everybody you're learning from each other you're laughing if you hurt each other like everybody really genuinely cares about each other Mm. and that is something that i find in in men that is very very lacking um i find a lot of people that i know or that i hear of or they use alcohol a lot to um, have fun but in the reality it's Nobody drinks to excess because they're enjoying themselves. It's a numbing agent. Any of these things are numbing agents. The drugs are numbing agents because it's so difficult to say, like, I'm not doing something I love or I'm anxious or I'm depressed. So, man, I'm actually speaking on this in a couple of weeks. The way that we, when we don't have an outlet like you guys do and I do in the gym right now, is we're angry all the time. So guys will walk around like they're always pissed off. And they'll take it out on everybody else. And they take it out on everybody else because we just... Instead of saying like, this is shit, my day sucks, I hate my job, I hate my life, whatever it may be, it doesn't really make a difference. We Mm -hmm. just take that ball and we push it and we keep it underneath the water and eventually it blasts out of the water and we just lash out on, and it's usually on the people that we love. It's usually on our wife, on our kids, on our parents, Mm -hmm. on our friends, on on anybody who just does something that like, you know, like the wires cross and then boom. So that's why I find like stuff like Jiu Jitsu and lifting weights where we're, we're able to be like primal and physical and use our bodies because I think we're really designed to do this mm-hmm. is so important for guys to do which is why even people with young kids they're like what should I do I'm like put your kids in Jiu Jitsu yeah like I'm trying to get my kids to go back yeah. I'm just like I get like nostalgic when I go in there so <laughs> <laughs> like, can I do the kids class <laughs> and that's
0: what most Jiu Jitsu guys say you know people yeah. that I have on it's when we talk about Jiu Jitsu and why they're doing it and why they go they all say the same thing. Jitsu is great. Technique's great. I'm learning something new. But most of the time I'm there because it's the social aspect that I appreciate the most, yeah. right? It's the talking with the guys after class and um, just getting to know new people because that whole physical interaction doesn't happen like it used to in the 80s and 90s, no. right? Now everyone's interacting online. They're not interacting right. in person anymore. So Jitsu's giving the opportunity to all these men and women who yep. you know typically don't hang out with a big group of friends they do it at jiu-jitsu and yeah. then when they're not a jiu-jitsu then you just run your normal life basically exactly
1: and what yeah. i really find cool about it too is it's so it's a solo sport but it's sort of not because it's like you have the team aspect of it
0: yeah you can't you you, you can't excel at jiu-jitsu um Alone, it's impossible. You have to have a training yeah. partner. Like yeah. good luck arm barring the the invisible man. Right. You know what I Even mean? Like the dummy
1: or whatever it is. It's not. It's, it's not, not the same. No. And then you, when you do that, you'll start to have the little groups start You're getting messages. Like I screwed this up. Where could I do better here? Yeah. Oh, come to my house. I have mats in the basement. Like people yeah. will tell. Like I, I've, I mean, I, I was talking to a guy the other week, and he was like, "Dude, you haven't been to jiu-jitsu in two years." He goes, "Come to my house at ten o'clock on a Saturday night. We'll put the mats in the basement. We'll, we'll have food, and we'll." I'm like you don't see this anywhere else yeah like so it's i really found i really feel that that's something that i'm missing right now and i'm hoping to be able to figure out a way to get a little piece of it back
0: yeah i was talking um to um onig yesterday that i had on the podcast and we were talking about um the gym and you know what i've been doing in the gym and you know i was being honest with him i was like i really just go to the gym to use the sauna and yeah. Because I'm there, I go to the weight room upstairs and I lift and I do some things, but it's really not structured. Right. Not because I can, I just kind of choose not to. I have other priorities, but since I'm there, I'm still going to work out, which is, I probably need to have it a little bit more structured, but... Um, you know going to the gym is much different than example um, participating in a soccer game or going to jiu-jitsu or you know you're you're alone at the gym unless you've got a training buddy right who's yeah. going to the gym with you and you guys are meeting there or going together the gym is you're all alone you know most of the time yeah. you have your airpods in you're listening to music or a podcast and you're just lifting it's and that's not for everybody you know some people and maybe I think a lot of people go down that that hole when it comes to gyms where they maybe used to play sports before covid and then covid hit they got used to doing a lot of things by themselves and then thought that maybe it was the norm right. and then when kind of that stopped and everyone got back to a somewhat normal life they continued that little bubble. Yeah. For example, going to the gym and being alone right yep why should i go spend 130 bucks at jiu-jitsu when i could spend 50 bucks and get a gym membership exactly. and even yeah. though you're getting two completely different experiences yeah. covid kind of kept people in that little dark bubble yeah. by themselves right and it's
1: still it's still i mean you're still seeing it people are still a little bit afraid yeah uh, i mean in the jiu-jitsu community no i don't think there was ever really much of a fear thing going on there. i think it
0: was uh Groups, You know, you've yeah. got groups of people, yeah. right? Depending on what your family life is. Maybe you live with a, you know, your parent yeah, who's like 70 years old exactly. and you're like, oh, they're at risk. And they're telling me, oh, man, I need yeah. to wear a mask all the time. I got can't go outside. <laughs> and I think if you go through something traumatic for that much time, depending on what your situation is at yeah. home, when everyone says it's okay, come out, everything's fine. It, it, takes, time, it takes time, right? It
1: takes time. It takes time. And I try to pull lessons from everywhere and utilize them in other things so what I learned from jujitsu and what I learned from actually learning how to learn because I was a bit of a slow learner growing up is I'm somebody that needs to really repeat something like hundreds of times for it to process so Like I would be doing like an arm bar drill and like I'd see after like two or three repetitions, the other guy's legs going up and this is going up and I'm sitting here. I'm like, where does the left hand go again? (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing notes, but I've taken that mentality now and putting it towards building this brand is I don't just put out an ad for a sale anymore. So like, for example, I have a sale going on right now. It's like, sorry, not a plug. Mm but. I now have to go and I'll put up the ad for the sale and then I'll go into my email list and send out a blast email. Then I'll go and see who hasn't bought something in a while and be like, look, I haven't seen you in a while. We'll just let you know we're having a sale. And all of a sudden, like you're seeing orders pop up and people are like, often they're like, I'm good. Or, oh my God, I didn't even think about this. Thank you for reminding me. Mm -hmm. So it's that grind mentality that I learned from like sports, jujitsu, the gym. Uh, I mean, I'm using the gym now at this point. This is like my, like, it's, it's my therapy. Like, if, But you have a
0: full gym set up at home. I do. It's right? crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, but again, I had a full gym set up in my parents' house my entire life. And I didn't use it. It was mm. there. I lived in the basement. And the gym was two doors down. And I never touched it. I never touched it. I had uh-huh. no interest at all. Mm. But what I'm doing now is, is when I'm getting my head into a dark place, like, I do post a lot of my workouts. You'll see, like two or three days ago, I wasn't in a really good spot. You'll see one of these leg days where it's just like 700 reps. Mm. It sets a 25 with like moderately heavy weight with no breaks, with another one and another one. It's trying to push my brain to a point to go like, okay, we need to shut the brain off right now. Right. And I don't have the ability right now to drive out and have like guys lay on top of me and try to choke me for an hour. Right. So I need to be able to sort of emulate that same type of feeling. And that's sort of where it gets to the point where like, I'll try to do a walking lunge at the end of my work and it's one walking lunge and I'm stuck on the floor right. and I'm like, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. You made it there, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's hard to recreate that, 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 sh- that struggle that you get in jitsu when someone's choking you out or yeah. you need to escape or someone's mounted you and like you got, you know their chest on your face and you're like man this is the worst and you can't breathe and you're about to tap it's almost impossible to recreate that it's it's something different but i think you know by doing something like you said by doing like an enormous amount of reps and like really like bringing yourself to exhaustion you're trying to kind of stimulate that feeling again right of like i gave everything i got i couldn't give announce more there's nothing right but a lot of people can't get to that point on their own too right like you have you have that skill set you train people so you you know what it is but a lot of people don't have that skill to bring to go to that end point and then go a little bit further right um i used to do these trainings called um caveman trainings it was when like functional training kind of started like exploding um this was maybe 11 years ago maybe 12 years ago and it would they rented out this warehouse space they had tires they had sledgehammers they had just all this random equipment and you would go through these these routines uh and go through these different stations and when you were done like you were Done, you done. Were. They yeah. like, purposely built these circuits so you wouldn't make it to the end. Right. If you made it to the end, it's because you're an exceptional human being, right? Yeah. Like Physically, you're just above par. So they would purposely make it so you'd get to, like if there were six um, exercise stations, you'd get to four. And you're like, there's no way I'm making it to yeah. six, right? Those were fun. Because then you were, someone was pushing you to go from station to station, was timing you, you were, you were alone, but there was a group of people at different stations. So you're all kind of living the shittiness together. Right. So th- those were fun trainings. I really enjoyed that. And that's yeah. when I knew I was like, Hey, this is kind of bringing me close to what jitsu's giving me that, that push where I'm like, I, I can't get any further. Yeah. Right
1: so what i do find is actually i find everybody has the ability i find that our brains the second we feel like a little discomfort most people will shut off right and that's where if you're able to and for example i can take the situation of like i'm doing leg extensions and if you've ever done a leg extension at the end of the set it is hell Mm -hmm. so when you hit 15 and you're like okay there's nothing left let's pull the pin out of the 120 pounds and let's drop it to 80 and let's see what we can do it's the same thing when you're in jiu-jitsu. For me, it was never like I'm trying to win I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. But if I have a black belt on top of me with his chest on my face and I'm, I'm peering out underneath his chest <laughs> and I see there's like two minutes and 45 seconds left on the clock, I'm sitting here and going, okay, I'm going to take a second. I don't think I'm getting out of this position, but I want to survive this round and I don't want to get tapped. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. I'm not sweeping him and popping up and... And I'll be talking shit while I'm doing it. So I'm underneath, like, I was underneath Phil once, who's incredible, and he's a big, heavy guy. And I'm like, it feels like there's 10 pounds on top of me in here, and he's pressing, and Mm. and he's crushing me. But for me to get myself into that headspace where while I'm in this struggle, I'm able to, like, laugh. Mm. And be like, it feels like there's a big pile of shit on top of me right now. He's fucking (laughs) laughing. But it's if you can't, like, take a breath when you're in that situation where the walls start to basically close on you and go like hold on a minute what mm-hmm. can i do here to just give myself a little bit of space work a little bit and figure out a way out of this yeah people panic and that that yeah. tap or that i did my 12 reps i'm done they get off the machine and go take a two minute break it's the same thing
0: yeah they're just mental tapping right it's just their brain being like hey this is too much for me yeah. Like, time same to show thing off. if
1: you're running you're like oh yeah. my god my legs are hurting after two kilometers i'm, I'm gonna walk Or you can just keep running. Yeah. And if anybody who's run distance notices, like, when you run a longer race, not the way you did it, but when you run a longer race, like, (laughs) the first three to five kilometers suck. And then you sort of get into your groove. Your legs don't hurt anymore. You'll bonk a couple of times and hit a wall, and you'll have your your snacks with you and your food. But if you're able to push past that point of real discomfort, eventually your body adapts. Mm -hmm. But it's the brain that's telling you stop. We're done it hurts go home that like but we need to learn how to be like okay hold on take a second what am i doing right now i'm just running same thing in jujitsu where am i right now i know i feel a lot of pressure i'm on my back i'm trying to turn to my side so he doesn't flatten me out Mm. i can put my hands underneath him which may put me at risk for a bunch of other things but i can free up some space and try to find and, and take a second to think what can i do here to just make it a little bit better and continue yeah and it's, for me, life is like that with this too. I mean, in building, sorry, I keep hitting your mic. In, in building the business, it's like after a crappy month, I don't know if, if anybody's been, been an entrepreneur, like one day you're taking over the world and the next day the walls are closing in on you. Yeah. So it's having that ability to like be able to pull back on the good days and on the bad days and be like, okay, I sold for $2,000 today. This is my best day ever. Your brain goes, we're rich. Tomorrow, what's going to happen again? And then the next day you sell for 50. Yeah. And then you're like, the sky is falling. So it's having that ability to just slow down. And it's something we should work on in all facets of our life. I'm trying to work on it in, in more personal stuff too and ride the waves, the good and the bad. Never get too high, never get too low. That's what I tell all my nutrition clients as well. The, the, mm. I lost five pounds this week. Okay. Next week, I put back on two. And they're going, What the hell's going on? And I'm going, You lost three pounds in two weeks. That's pretty great. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't look at it that way. I'm yeah. like, Because you're only looking at what's happening to you now. We're not looking at, the whole trajectory of the situation it's the same with everything yeah like you know
0: it's people and how, how are you how are you building your 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 brand right now so you're like hey i want to get into supplement space you're like you know start small start because you started with bars right
1: yeah so i started with bars the reason that i made the bar was actually in between the jobs i had like two weeks in between i would always buy like quest bars and it's not to talk poorly about them but they don't They don't taste good for me and I'm not, I'm not one of these nutrition coaches that are like, don't eat this, don't eat that. I really believe more in inclusive nutrition, but when I'm looking at ingredients and I don't know what they are and I have to Google them and they're like corn starches and corn fibers and they're like bumping up the bars with all these, these, these fibers to like keep the calories down, but the fiber up and like people are having gastric issues with the bars. I really wanted to make a product that was sort of like something I would eat at a meal but you didn't taste it. Like for most protein bars, you always have that kick on the yeah. back end. You can taste yeah. that like that way or the the. they often they're now using because of course Splenda is bad now. So they're all mm-hmm. using Stevia and Erythritol and all these more natural sweeteners. So they all have this like bitter aftertaste on the back end. Right. So my goal was how can I make this bar not taste like a protein bar. So that's our slogan. It's like the protein bar that doesn't taste like a protein bar. So I tinkered mm. with it for about two weeks. And I, of course I beta tested it on my kids and my kids loved it. So I'm like, if my kids like this and I've managed to put 21 grams of protein into this thing, it's good. Yeah. So I started with that and literally it was like as grassroots as grassroots could be. I didn't have wrappers, I didn't have, I didn't have anything. I had an eight by eight brownie pan, two of them, one that I would use to press the other one down. Mm. And Ziploc bags and saran wrap and i started messaging my friends i'm like come try these and i would sell one and two and three so you know, eventually i raised enough capital to get the bars uh, wrappers going so then we started to get wrappers. uh i was using up until like three months ago just to seal them like a manual press like okay. a heat sealer yeah so i'm sitting here with a mountain of like 500 and bars and like... i'm just pressing them down one after And it's taking me an hour to seal 500 bars so Now i've got like a belt sealer going so you can just run them through it so it goes quickly but it's really that's what's been the most humbling for me it's it's been so grassroots i haven't taken any investors money yet i'm looking into it now i haven't taken any money out of the company Uh, i actually had a partner who was a friend of mine who were still friendly but i had to buy him out so it was a lot of learning on the fly but that's how i'd like to operate people are telling me to go speak to this mentor and again i will take these meetings but i like to learn by making mistakes right so i made mistakes with rappers i made mistakes with manufacturers of stuff you're trying to figure it out i'm trying to figure yeah, yeah, it yeah. out and learn for myself because if i just go to someone that's going to tell me what to do if i don't put my hands on it i don't i can't learn yeah so i'm still as i tell people i'm doing everything from marketing i have somebody helping me with my shopify store because this this is where i draw the line Right. But I'm making them, I'm packing them, I'm shipping them, I'm delivering them, I'm going to meet the gyms. So that was my 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 two-prong approach that I wanted to do to basically build the brand out from just direct to consumer was how do I spread this and how do I then let these other places basically do free marketing for me right. without doing free marketing for me. Yeah. So my question is one, this is a nutrition product, who can I go to, I'm gonna go to fitness. Yeah. And two, where can I put this where people have money and they're not afraid to spend it to take care of their employees. Yeah. So we're in fitness and we're in professional office space. because mm. of right. So yeah. a lot of the professional offices will have a budget for food where if you have accountants or lawyers or any professionals really in any business, rather than them giving them crappy snacks, if they spend a couple extra dollars and their employees are more productive, feel better, they're happy. yeah. So I started to do that and then all of a sudden now the business has 5x'd in the past couple of months. So the next stage is now how do we get this to 5x again or 10x? -hmm. So I've transformed my garage into a commercial kitchen space. I have like a whole operation, but I've now contacted somebody i'm going to be moving probably within two months into a real commercial space okay with walk-in fridges and walk-in freezers with racks okay. so you can make thousands of bars in a day
0: okay. so you're basically renting out the the facility and then using Correct. it for your own stuff yeah, yeah.
1: and i'm gonna take somebody and get them to help me because yeah. like i i can't grow this to the next level if i'm continually by yourself like yeah, making yeah. You, can't do right. you can't do everything you yeah. can't do everything. So that's, that's where it's it's at now. Uh, I've had three really good months in a row now, so the money is coming in. The The repeat business, the direct consumer I have about an 80% retention rate, which is really high uh, for all the products. The, the creatine just came out, so I mean, it's been a week. Uh, creatine's creatine. Creatine is
0: creatine, right?
1: As long as it doesn't clump, which is why you go mm-hmm. for the micronized monohydrate, but what or I've, have cocaine in it. Or have cocaine in it. <laughs> but what I've what I've realized also, and again, I can't compete with the big box stores. Mm. But if I find an angle, I'm not going to exploit to make five bucks. Yeah. So the price of creatine has come down a lot during COVID. Creatine was like twenty dollars, and then all of a sudden it was eighty, mm. and we were all sitting here going, "What? What? What's happening?" Yeah. So the price is back down. So my creatine this for eighty servings is like thirty two bucks. They're on special in the big stores, two for 80. So, and I'm offering 15% off on top of it right now.
0: So your price point's good.
1: My price point's yeah. good. The quality's good. But I'm sitting here going like, how much money are these people making? Yeah. You know, like, and they are. And everyone's getting paid. The store is getting paid. The, for sure. The company is getting paid. For a
0: container like that for protein. Yeah. Um, I was buying a uh, protein, mm-hmm. and it was costing me. I think it was 86 bucks, if right. I'm not mistaken, for that size container. Yeah. Which is that's a plus tax.
1: Plus tax. Right. So I've got these guys here listed now. And again, this is everything's Canadian made, so it's top quality. It's it's lab tested, Health Canada approved. I've got this regular price at sixty-two ninety-nine plus tax, and I'm giving everybody, I mean, if you come on my website, there's a welcome bonus. We have a sale at 15% going. So it's there's always yeah. the 62 will be 55. Yeah. And people take it home and they'll be like, I mixed it in milk with a spoon. Like it, you don't even have to shake it. Hmm. So these are the things I don't want to put something out that I don't trust, which again, a lot of the times you go to the store, so you can't try it. Right. So I'll also sell on my website or give out free bars and samples. I want people to taste it because I try know it. if they get their hands on it. Then you know you're good. They're going to buy yeah, it. Yeah. So rather than somebody going to like whatever, one of these big box stores and buying a two pound container for a hundred bucks tax in and being mm. like, this tastes like shit. I'll offer a sample on my website. I mean, all they have to do is message me and I'll send them a free one, but you right. can buy a $2 scoop off the website. If you're ordering bars or whatever it is, I'll just throw it in. Yeah. Or if somebody just shoots us a message on Instagram, they'd be like, your product looks really good. Cause they're just send me your address. I'll send you something like, yeah. it's no problem. I don't, yeah. I, I'm not looking to like make, every dime off of everything here yeah. it's also a small investment for a big return afterwards because yeah. if you get a client you get a client for life that's, yeah that's what I, my models to be here
0: yeah now it's um I think the biggest issue that we see with and I, I'm living it right now you know I've been reaching out to different online stores and being like hey uh, trying to get my hands like they're, they're not even online stores they're websites that sell products and there's no shop but it's if you're interested, contact us, and there's a form to fill out, and then no one gets back to you. Of course not. Like you don't hear, right? Yeah. I'm on hold for 40 minutes trying to get a hold of the of Hydro Quebec for whatever reason. Yeah. I'm calling my cell phone company, and it's an hour on hold because yeah. they just don't have enough people working. So the fact that you're invested in this full time, I mean, people are getting good service too, and you're actually going to get an answer yeah. from the guy, right?
1: Well, that's the thing. Like if. Again, what I'm telling people this is like if you're messaging the Instagram page, you're talking to me right. If you're messaging my personal Instagram page You're talking to me. Yeah, I'm shipping with next day shipping via UPS for less money than the other stores are charging you for Throwing it in Canada post yeah. or a pure later or PureLator, whatever it may be um, It's just th- that my goal is the service and if I have a problem with the service It's on me. There so That's why I go and tell yeah. everybody like if there's an issue, it's my fault yeah. if it's really good it's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> but I want to be, which is again why I'm having the mental issue in moving away and allowing somebody, somebody in to help to me. In, yeah. I don't like taking responsibility off of myself. I will still have to take responsibility for an employee. Yeah. And this,
0: you want to keep the standards just as high, exactly. And at exactly. the end of the day, it's 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 on yeah. you, right? Even if you have somebody else working yeah. for you. So.
1: so, like, if somebody calls me and they're like, you know, the last batch was like stickier than normal or whatever it might be, I'll be like, just give me your address. I'll send you another one. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lose business or like take my name and sell it for 20 bucks and i think if i can build this into a bigger business but have that personalized touch where it's me and maybe another person or two hmm. but i want people to start to which was, again something i'm going to work on now is to get to know the person behind it it's not the brand the brand a brand's a brand you yeah. know once you once you buy a brand and you like it i keep hitting your microphone once you buy a brand <laughs> and you like it you're brand loyal generally for life yeah So it's more people going, like, this is made by, like, an average guy who's got a really good story. Yeah. Who overcame all these things over his life, who overcame, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying I had this really difficult life. I know a lot of people who have had it a lot worse than I have, but Mm. who overcame 100 plus pound weight loss, who overcame being picked on, who overcame uh, disordered eating patterns that came there after this. Uh, who overcame job loss in his late 30s. Yeah. These are things that, you know, we just brush over. But w- and I just brush over them because I've developed this mentality to always just try to find something. If this isn't working to hustle and work on something else. But when people hear this, they go, holy shit. Like, yeah. do you understand what you've done? Like, you're, you've you built a six-figure business out of thin air in evenings and mornings while working a full-time job with a family, with a mortgage. Mm they're going like, this is incredible. And I'm just here sitting here going like, "Uh, I don't even see it. Yeah. As you
0: grow, (laughs) the challenge will be, I still want that story to be somewhat relevant. Yes. But as you grow... Sometimes someone just wants a protein bar. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, so we're going to have Sometimes that I'm just bar. hungry. We're going to have that protein bar. I mean, the, and again, the
1: issue that we have with the bars, it's not an issue. It's most places It has to be equipped, refrigerated, right? It has to be refrigerated. It's shelf stable for eight days. Have you which, thought
0: about doing a dry bar?
1: If I'm going to do it, my goal is to build this up with this, and I'm going to start to bring in some more products as well as the time goes along. It's just a matter of getting the, the money in to do some pre-workouts and mm-hmm. stuff. But again, it needs to be something that I've tried and that I don't want to buy a pre-workout where you take a scoop of it and then like you feel like your skin's crawling. Yeah, right. I want to have like a nice clean energy and a mental focus through the workout. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the workout, I don't feel like I need to go have another one because I'm crashing. So yeah. it's um, I'm going to build the brand to that point And then I can start to look to find another product that I can co-pack because if I have the name out there and I can trust that the co-packer is going to use a recipe or something that it is that I, that I'm confident that they will ship me, let's say hundred thousand units of my product. And it's going to be union standard, like the perfect way that I want it. I'll look into that until then. I'll just grow it out one product at a time. I have a pancake uh, batter coming out in two to three weeks. I'm just waiting on the artwork. And again, I'm, it's me just looking. And for anybody who's looking to start a business, it's to find something that's lacking and create a need for it. Hmm. So there's plenty of protein pancake mixes out there. I mean, there's the two big ones. I don't need to mention the names, but one is in Costco right now and it's really, really sweet.
0: I'm not even aware of this. Yeah. I know it exists, but I'm not aware of the brand. The
1: other ones was in Costco before and it tastes more like a regular pancake, but there's no protein in it. It's like six grams. So I'm sitting here going now, how do I take this same mentality? How do I pop like if you're gonna take make like 25 a large grams pancake? Or? I think a large pancake's twenty. Twenty. But That's how do good. I get twenty grams in and load it with fiber and not taste the protein powder? Right. Well, again, tinkering with the powder, mixing it in, adding ingredients that the other ones don't put in because quite frankly, their goal is always profit. Right. Business, you wanna make money, but I could very easily be like, okay, I'm putting protein powder and whole wheat flour and flax seeds that are crushed up, which are really inexpensive and baking powder and throw it in a bag and be like here, bang, power for all chocolate pancakes. And I'm sitting here going like, why don't any of these protein powders have chia seeds in them or basil seeds, which is a new thing now, which are like loaded with protein and fiber because they're expensive. But they're charging 1599 for a bag that's costing them 299 to produce. I can charge fifteen or sixteen ninety nine for a bag that's costing me nine dollars to produce, and the quality and be is a ten better. times better. Right, and it doesn't taste like stevia, and it doesn't ha- like so. It, this is it's more of like working on a smaller, and then afterwards, once it's once it's built, then you can start to source ingredients in mass quantities hmm. and bring your costs down. But I'll bring my costs down on the sale. Yeah. I have my fixed margin that I want to make. I don't want to make three hundred percent you know like yeah. i was having a discussion with somebody over the weekend too and she's like why don't you use uh glyphosate free this and organic peanut butter and i'm I, mm. I just like i'm sitting listening because again i always like to hear people's opinions and i just i don't i don't think anybody wants to buy a ten dollar protein bar like, right you know five bucks is like a cap, five bucks it's a cap good, limit yeah. for it yeah and it's you know for some people it's a meal for some people it's a snack yeah and it's the same thing with the powder like nobody wants to make their morning smoothie and it cost them $12 to have breakfast like you want two scoops of protein or one scoop of protein dependent on your goals and you want it to be like okay uh that cost me like 350 and I'm I'm loaded with like berries and oats and protein whatever I put in it I'm good for four or five hours I can go to work now so that's that's where I find that the the nutrition field is going now and it's it's the same thing we can circle it back to everything else everybody's trying to fine-tune everything before Mm. fixing the basics yeah so I hear people doing like all these diet things, like multiple day fasting and uh, you know like ice baths, and all these things are great. Yeah. But like if you if your basics are shit, you need everything. Everything
0: has to be together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like going to the supplement store and buying like glutamine and creatine, but you don't lift weights. Yeah, you eat poorly. Yeah, like I I told somebody I was speaking to recently, they're giving me this whole spiel about doing this and making sure they're eating this. And I'm sitting here going, but you eat like garbage and you drink alcohol. Mm. So for me, that's like, let's fix the easy thing first, and then let's worry about like fine-tuning how long your fast is and yeah. like you're meditating in the sauna. These are all great things, but like let's eliminate the basics first. Let's fix the structure of the pyramid before we start to try to work at the stuff yeah. at the top of the pyramid, but it's not sexy.
0: It's like getting on testosterone and not working out.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Are you still on TRT? I
1: am still on TRT. Okay, because yeah. you went
0: off, didn't you, for a while?
1: I, I tried to. Okay. I actually recently tried to go off. Um, I'm on a very small amount. I think, are you still on it as well?
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. still on it. It's been three and a half years now. You feel great? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. nothing has <laughs> changed. Uh, I'm on one ML a week. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm on as well. But what I've done now is because I've been doing some research. is You're splitting it. I'm splitting it. And instead of intramuscularly injecting it, now we're starting to inject it subcutaneous, which is less painful and easier. Hmm. So what this does from what I've read now is that it slows the release. So you don't have, I don't know if you would experience this, but I would take my shot, let's say on a Friday, by Sunday, like my energy is top, top, top. And then by like Wednesday, I sort of start to like, Oh, for sure. Yeah, which is
0: what it does. You get that peak, right? And then it drastically comes down. That's why they suggest to split it into two doses. So it's got
1: a seven day half life. Mm. What the the subcutaneous slows the absorption because you're injecting it to body fat, not right into muscle. So it sort of sits there for a little bit. So it comes out a little bit more slowly. The needle's tiny, Mm -hmm. which is nice um and i i really find that that that's been helping me quite a bit but i did try to go off i went 21 days with nothing and like it was just it was bad i was back to i woke up in the morning my body was hurting my my back was hurting
0: did you do blood tests after going off of
1: it i didn't because okay. i don't have the insurance to cover it right now and okay. i'm in here to get an appointment to get a blood test if i i, I made it i'm getting it in june right so I have an appointment in June, okay. <laughs> but again, like you have to time your blood test You have yeah. to make sure it's 10 days after your shot or yeah. whatever it is to make sure you're back down to baseline.
0: Um, yeah, I had, I was splitting it. I'm back to just doing one uh, shot a week. Um, I had split it because like I had read that it was better. And then when I talked to our doctor, right. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, split it if you want. Cause I asked him, I said, you know, yeah. can I, like I read that it's probably better. He's like, you can I was like, okay. And then I started doing that, but then I was feeling kind of off. Like maybe it was like more that spike lasted a little longer, which is normal. So I was like, ah, let's just go back to the one a week. So I'm back to the one a week and it's still, I'm fine. I got my blood work done, uh, two months ago. Um, and my testosterone actually took a little dip down. Right. Um, so I mean, not dip down from when I, before I even got on TRT, but um, it was a little lower than six months ago. Okay. So he asked me, he's like, "Do you want to up your dose?" He's like, "How do you feel?" I was like, "I feel fine. Like I feel the same as I did before." Yeah. He said, "So emotionally, you're good. Physically, you're good. You're recovering." Asked me a whole slew of questions. Yeah. And he's like, "It's up to you." He's like, "Your uh, it dipped a little bit, not enough to." do a big right. jack in your dose but he's like if you feel the same and you're still happy and everything is good he's like i wouldn't change anything i would leave the way it is right. which i have so it's
1: i find it's still such a taboo topic because it's it's the same compound that bodybuilders will use as the baseline for a steroid protocol right. but whereas you're taking like the one dose ml, is so small you're taking 50 ml and bringing in other compounds but again mm-hmm. like i have a a friend of mine who He's like, I'm tired all the time, and I was like, Go get your stuff checked out. Yeah. So he went to his regular doctor, and the doctor was like, You're good. Everybody they don't. Looks they great. don't. They don't have the skill set, right? So yeah. he sends me the blank sheet, and I literally just checked boxes. I'm like, I'm like, Go check these before going to see our doctor, because mm-hmm. you don't want to go to him and then have to go back if you can avoid it, and then do yeah. the bloods and then go back again. It's expensive. It's private. Yeah. And he gets the blood work done, and he goes to see our doctor, and the doctor goes what the hell is this? Hmm. He go, and the doctor freaked. He goes, and your doctor just said you're fine. He's like, well, he didn't check these things. He's like, but he, we checked your blood. Everything looks normal and you're still telling your doctor you feel horrible and they're not reacting. Yeah, His testosterone was like close to zero. His free testosterone was close to zero. His estrogen was high. So everything was off. Right. And now all of a sudden, like he's on this. I'm, I'm actually waiting to see how he's feeling because like it's been two weeks now. Hmm. But this is something that's very common and no one talks about
0: it. Yeah, and- yeah, because the doctors are so scared to prescribe it, I think. Right. Like the general practitioner is right. so scared to, pr- to prescribe it. I don't think they then want to be known as the guy, right? I'm the doctor that will right. prescribe it. I mean, that's technically why you need to go see a specialist on so, it. And it's better. I'd rather pay private and have a guy... Like educated in this 100% and it's came up to date with science and medicine and could read my, my blood work and my lab results and actually tell me what's good and what's bad. Then just someone, you know, giving it to like, I have, I have a general doctor, so we just got a family doctor. We right. were on a waiting list for nine years. Wow. We finally got a family doctor. So it, very hard to get a hold of, uh, but uh, and an appointment will be a month and a half from now, right. but we still can say that we have a family doctor. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll talk to her about blood work and that I want to check certain things like sugar levels and all this stuff, and sh- she's kind of like, why do you want to do that? It's like, well, I, I want to know. It's like thanks for asking me why, but at the end of the day, I just want to know where I'm at. Yeah. I actually, when I wasn't able to get an appointment with my family doctor, I booked an online appointment. Uh, with it's a random clinic, mm-hmm. I pay like 15 bucks a month. I can go online and I could book a doctor's appointment for the next day or the day after, and it's basically a walk-in clinic. So I went to this walking clinic because I couldn't get a hold of my family doctor, and. I wanted to get my blood work done. So just like general blood work, right? Outside of like TRT spectrum, right? right? Uh, minerals, vitamins, all that fun yeah. stuff. Uh, and he was adamant to not give me a referral to go get blood work done. He was asking me a million one, not one, not good questions, just like, like why, why do you want to check it? Um, do you feel bad? Um, and was just asking me all this stuff that, all I wanted was just blood work done, right. so I could see if everything is normal. Yeah. At the end of the day, I was there for maybe thirty minutes, and at the end, I was like, I, "I honestly have no more time. I have to get back to work." Now, you could choose to give me a referral to, so I can just check general blood work, right. just to make sure that everything is safe and everything is leveled. And if you don't do that, I have someone that I pay privately, but. Right. I'd rather come and just, you literally just have to give me a piece of paper. He got frustrated, literally took a paper and just
1: checked off the boxes, checked off the boxes, gave it to me. was like, see you
0: later. And it was so frustrating (laughs) because it's like, I'm paying for a service to come see you. You're working technically for us. Right. All I I'm, I'm not asking you to prescribe me medication. All I want is a peep- piece of paper so I can go check my 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 blood work to make sure that I am healthy and maybe there's something that I'm not doing and maybe a supplement that I can buy at the pharmacy. Maybe I can buy some vitamin D or b- boost right. my vitamin C and you won't even give me the piece of paper. It was it was crazy. But
1: this this brings us into a whole other area of problem right now with And again, I'm not a doctor. Right. But when you go to a doctor and they start to see issues, they don't ask you questions about fixing them like by yourself. The immediate response is, okay, let's put you on X.
0: That's what I before you um referred me uh to your doctor for the TRT, um, that's exactly what happened. I went to go see a general practitioner. I didn't um Again, I didn't see my family doctor. It was just some random. um, You know, I told him, I said, you know, my mood is off. Um, I'll listen to a song and like, I'll I'll get super emotional. And like, this is not normal. So I told him all these things. uh, And he prescribed me an antidepressant that's which, that's when i told you and i and yeah. i i was like hey don't you have a yes. like a <laughs> private doctor that i can go see because this is what happened yeah. and i literally took the bottle i went to my pharmacy yeah. and i just gave them bottles like you could toss this out you can throw yeah. it out i I'm, I'm i'm not the type of person to even like trickle in that i have no interest whatsoever right but um everyone's so quick to just give you a pill and be like see if this works right Right?
1: and that's the thing i know that they work because i know people that use them in part of a healthy lifestyle to help balance anxiety and depression and i'm all for them the problem that i have is, is if i'm going to the doctor i want the doctor to make sure that i'm doing everything in my power first to ensure that i'm there might be uh there might be a chemical imbalance yeah uh, yeah. There could be a life event going on right now that there could be a, a sickness in the family or a death in the family that You know what right now? It's just too much. I'm, I'm doing my exercise. I'm eating well. I'm trying my best It's not helping Let's try this Yep. whatever the case may be but you go to the doctor. They don't ask you what your diet is They don't ask you if you exercise uh, The ones that do are few and far between mine does mine. He's an old friend of mine. He's fantastic Probably because he trains so that's like he, he gets it there it's just it's like a pill mill so you go in but blah, 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 you're pre-diabetic okay bang uh here's metformin uh, oh you're, you're a little bit overweight right now uh mm. here's ozempic this mm. is the new one right now right it's, and i'm sitting here going like do we know what the long-term implications of any of this stuff is for 35 year olds to be taking injectable diabetes medication to bring their weight down yeah.
0: You gotta find somebody who will listen to you, um, and it's hard. And if you go to see a doctor and that your doctor is clearly just treating you as a number and trying to get you out as quickly as possible, right. you need to go see another doctor. Yeah. In January, excuse me, of this year, so I had grandmother pass away, grandfather pass away, uncle pass away, right before Christmas. It's a lot. In January, I so in November I got my black belt. During right. all this chaos, right. I was like, headspace was not even there. Um, I felt like I couldn't even appreciate that moment when it did happen. Yeah. In January, I started getting this crazy pelvic pain, um, unbearable, like crippling, where I would sometimes have to sit down. Right. I couldn't even bend down forward, and I didn't know what was going on. I'm thinking about my grandmother, my grandfather, my uncle, who just sporadically, from one day to the next, he they were like, "You have um, you have 90 days." you have cancer pancreatic pancreatic then spread then spread then spread it turned out a week later he died right it just happened too quick right um that's going through my head i'm like shit i'm feeling pain shit what about me it's it's a family thing now and this and that so i booked an appointment with our doctor i was like this is this is not normal i'm gonna go see um i'm gonna go see him so i booked an appointment i go see him He's like, what's going on? I'm like, pain here. It's literally in this moment. I'm feeling it. I bend down. It hurts. This and that, blah, blah, blah. He gives me, he gives me an exam, asks me a bunch of questions. He gives me a referral to a pelvic specialist. Just going to see him and him listening to me and me explaining what's been going on. Um, he gave me my first uh, finger up the bum test, there by you the go. way. Muzzle test. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, I was not expecting. I was just talking. I just wanted to go and make sure like everything was good. Next thing I know, there you he's go. all Your in. Your <laughs> prostate's been examined. But he's like, I just did the, like, you're good. Stop yeah. freaking out. You're good. But you know what? Let's go send you for an ultrasound. W- why not? He's like, if it- it'll put you at ease, go do the ultrasound. I'll call you and let you know when I get the results, what's going on. He's like, I'm pretty sure everything's good, but let's do it anyways. Right. I go do the ultrasound literally days later, a week later, he calls me, everything's fine. But during this, all this time where I'm like getting the test, I finish my appointment with him. Pain went away. Of
1: course, because someone's listening to you. Everything. exact Same thing happened the last time I was here. Physical
0: pain gone physical pain Mental. disappeared mm-hmm. literally a week later yeah
1: and last time i it's was crazy. here i don't know if I, if you guys remember. i don't think we even spoke about it but it was i was getting these headaches and blurred vision for months i would have headaches for eight hours at a time always in the same spot on the right side mm-hmm. of my head here mm-hmm. i'd finish a very hard workout it still happens a little bit i'd get blurred vision i went to go see my my, my doctor my family doctor but again it's a childhood friend of mine and I'm like dude like I don't know what's going on I can't get this migraine to go away my vision my eyes blurred I've had my eyes checked my eyes are fine I'm freaking out Mm -hmm. they said maybe I have MS like they they freaked me out at the thing and he just Mm -hmm. goes calm down I'm giving you a requisition for an MRI we're going to go do an MRI in one or two days on your brain just to be sure and just having that let's actually look at it yeah it was gone like, I got the MRI done, of course, I took, they gave me the CD, which was a horrible idea. Right. I'm cross, cross image searching on Google. I had like brain cancer. I had, all, right, I had right. like 15 different diagnoses in five minutes. Yeah. But the pain went away. Like now, yeah, if I push too hard, I get it. it it's it's post concussion syndrome. That's hmm. what it is. Like when you've had too many concussions or been hitting the head too many times eventually yeah you know your your brain tells you to slow down a little bit but someone so. just
0: taking the time to listen and be like hey like let's calm down let's look at this and right. let's not everybody has that resource which yeah. I mean, everyone has access to a private resource, but it's not, it's not cheap, you know, like you're, you're spending a few hundred bucks for an appointment, you got to go do the blood work, you then have to book another appointment a few hundred bucks to go sit down and go through the results because technically that's typically you'd go sit down with your doctor. But if something is that bad to the point where you're like, I'm physically in pain, or I'm just I can't do it anymore like there's ways like you got to f- for sure you got to find a way. But this
1: is also what I do with my coaching. When somebody comes to me and says like I need to lose weight, I don't just go, "Okay, here's a 1200 calorie a day diet like most of these other programs do." I go, yeah. "Let's talk." Cuz I want to know what's going on. And the first question I'll ask somebody is, "Do you have a family history of disordered eating or have you been exposed to diets since you were young?" And the person's mm-hmm. like, "No, I don't think so." My mom put me on Weight Watchers when I was six. Ah, and I go, oh, okay. okay.
0: So are we good on time? <laughs> yeah, we have like another two minutes. Okay. Yeah. So
1: and I'm, I'm sitting here going like, so you've been yo-yo dieting for 30 years. Uh, your metabolism is probably, and I'm again, I'm not going to be one of these people to be like, I could fix your metabolism for you with a gut right. protocol. Like I'm not one of these. But let's try something crazy. Let's try eating food and lifting weights and mm-hmm. walking and doing the things that your body wants. And you're going to gain a little bit of weight at the beginning. But your body is now going to be primed to lose the weight when it's ready to. Yeah. What you've been doing for 25 or 30 years is not working. But it becomes like everything else we spoke about. They don't want the patience. Yeah. It's going to take you a year yeah. to lose the 30 pounds. I want the injection now. I want it gone now. And that's the problem society I find in all facets of they <laughs> want to turn the the brand into the million dollar brand in six months because you saw this local bar company do it, but you don't know the backstory. Uh, You saw a cover athlete all jacked. You don't know the backstory, you know, like it's focusing on ourselves and learning to take five seconds and be patient and understand that like you've gained 30 pounds over 15 years. You're not going to lose it in 12 weeks. And if you do, it's coming back. And it's coming back with extra and you're going to do it again and again. And this is what people do. It's the same thing with everything else. It's grind through it slowly and be patient. And if you can't, you're probably not going to get the results that you want. And whatever it is you're trying to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I hear it all the time. People saying, yeah, that sounds great. But how do I do it faster? How do I get my purple belt in three
1: months? You don't. It just doesn't happen. You you don't. Unless you're going to classes three times a day, every single day. You can't. And your body breaks down. It's Mm -hmm. learn, absorb. And continue that's that's just life in general but yeah. no one wants to do it anymore
0: it's fast-paced shout, shout out all your uh social media and power, all right, f- so power for all website <clears throat> power
1: for all protein bars powder creatine pancake mix coming soon um on instagram it's at power for all protein pwr number four a l l and protein if you can't spell that <laughs> we got a problem uh and my personal which i do uh personal training nutrition coaching life coaching and personal development and naturopath as well is at b mm-hmm training on Instagram. I don't really respond much anywhere else. So Instagram is the way to reach me. And uh, thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming, coming on. Pleasure. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. You've been listening to Let's Talk Jiu-Jitsu with Raymond Terence. Go follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page. Turn on notifications and press that like button. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the mats.